Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you seven minutes after the hour. Uh, listen, uh, I'm not alone. It may seem that way because Larry Wayland is with me, but no. no. Ouch. Uh, stick around. I want to be alone. Larry, Larry Wayland is with us from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Oh, Good morning, Gary. damn well betcha. How are you? I'm almost perfect. Oh, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> you, you brought in a shotgun that I am just, I am looking at and thinking, oh, my God, I want that. Uh, but then you won't give it to me. It, you know I will what? sell it to you. It's my wife's birthday coming Happy up. Happy birthday, Gwen. So you could you could give it to me, and I'll pass it on to her. Um, we could uh, sell you one. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Come on by. We'll do some paperwork. You and, parsimonious. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Representative Cherie Rice on board with us this morning. Good morning, Good morning, Gary. Great to be here. It's been a while. Yeah, Second Amendment supporter. And Ellis Venice, a.k.a. Built Boy. <laughs> Thanks. Good to be here. Oh, you're not even going to turn Ellis's mic on? Oh, I don't even get to... Uh, there oh, we there go. you okay, are. Good, good morning, oh, Ellis. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who trained that guy? He calls there, me anyway. Belt Boy and then just shuts it up. <laughs> I didn't know... I, again, I said this before. I didn't know nearing 40, I'd be I'd be called Boy again. But I'm, I'm not going to complain. It's a Belt Boy. It's not like, hey, boy. Yeah. It's, it's, that's how my father... When my father would get mad at me. Yeah. Hey, boy. <laughs> that's when you, that's when you, boy, knew. you knew you were in trouble. Oh, oh, no. I want to tell you that. Was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. And if I were on the ball, uh, really on the ball, I would have brought up uh, the telephone screener uh, so that I could know what's going on on the phone lines. <laughs> but we do have phone lines. And and uh, we, we have uh, Ron Calzone with us, Mo First. Dot org and uh, the reason of course that I, I I woke him up at Odark I probably didn't wake him up right we, <laughs> right. we all we sat around and talked about you know should I should I give him a me- text message will that wake him up and everybody said are you kidding he's probably been up for hours because <laughs> he's a go-getter and he is on the line with us Ron Calzone mofirst.org how are you I'm doing well, and I actually have checked cattle already and get ready. <laughs> See, I told you, Gary. I told what, you what, he had cattle. Minute. Oh, come on. Who, who, what, what, have you ever seen a checked cat, a, a cattle, cattle, a, a checked cow? No. Yes. Cows do not have check marks on. I don't know what he's talking about. He's making it up as he goes along. Ron, good morning. Well, well, in... In, in fairness, I didn't have to go very far because I flew my drone over a couple hundred acres and checked the cattle. Nice. Oh. The modern farmer. Uh, Brilliant. That's yeah, awesome. So. It's not modern. It's lazy. You <laughs> <laughs> should be getting up and, <clears throat> you know, tell the wife, make the coffee. I'll be back in a while. Um, if I could interrupt. Uh, oh, wait a second. Wait, that hay, so. uh, wait a second. If uh, I could interrupt, uh, I'm sorry to do this, but you introduced him as Ron Calzone. That's incorrect. Oh, that's you. right. I'm not pronouncing his last yeah. name. Can you help me with the pronunciation? I sure can, yeah. Calzone. Calzone. You do want to stress on the O. Calzone. 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 Okay, you got right. that? Ron Calzone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's breakfast time. Let's not be talking that way. <laughs> I'm sure we can make a cazzone with bacon and eggs in it or something and cheese. But that's not well, why. You know, hey, maybe that sounds okay. Yeah. It doesn't sound bad, does it? Um, yeah. All right, listen. Before we uh, uh, have too much fun, uh, we, we really should talk guns. Uh, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, uh, it was challenged in court. Uh, you were there. You've been shepherding this thing along. And apparently, a decision has been rendered. Do tell. Yes. 
Well, it should be a little bit longer than one. <laughs> yeah. I already announced that a decision had been rendered. It's, it's good to bring on the experts. Yeah. Yeah. This is radio. We need extra talking. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for confirmation. We knew the decision was made. When, when, when your name... When, when your name's Calzone, you know the problem is that a lot of the communication you do it just doesn't work on radio. <laughs> and besides, I didn't have the crickets ready. <laughs> oh, right now, he's he's communicating something with signal, but I... Uh, you got to use more than one finger, Ron. All right, Ron, what, uh, what, what was the decision? What did the judge say, and did he give an explanation for his decision? Well, you know, the, the fortunate thing is is that uh, the, it, the Judge Green did support our position on the Second Amendment Preservation Act, but he did not give a lot of rationale for it. Mm. And so he, he did issue, if you remember, last Thursday, a week ago, uh, this Thursday, was the uh, first and only trial or hearing on this lawsuit. And at issue was the plaintiff's motion for preliminary injunction and the state's motion for a judgment on the pleadings. So had the city of St. Louis and, and St. Louis County and Jackson County and Kansas City, had they won, then they would have simply, the would have simply put an injunction on the enforcement of the provisions of House Bill 85. And the case would have proceeded and they would have gone more into, uh, the, the case would have considered more of the, the details and the merits of the, their arguments. Uh, but at the same time, the attorney general had a motion for a judgment on the pleadings. And so that means that the initial claims that were made by both parties were all that would be considered by the judge uh, in the, their initial pleadings. And that judgment would be dispository. In other words, if the, if the judge found in favor of the attorney general and thereby the general assembly and their passage of the bill, then the case is over. And, of course, it's appealable, but it's over at the circuit court level. And so the judge found against their motion for preliminary injunction and for uh, the AG's motion for judgment on the pleadings. So that's, that is a complete victory at this stage of the, of the lawsuit. Uh, what's disappointing about it is, is that uh, he did not really delve into the merits of the case. So... The cities of uh, St. Louis, Kansas City, the counties, they were claiming a number of things, including that the uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act viol violates the U.S. Constitution Supremacy Clause. And the judge didn't comment on that. But they really don't uh, have standing for that, do they? I mean... They, they don't. I mean, that's the, that's the position that, uh, that I would take. I think Dave Rowland agrees with that. The AG was making that argument. And, you know, but he didn't really address that. And and that's um, that's somewhat disappointing. Although I think that um, you know, had he had he countenanced that argument, I think that he could have included that. So you have to got... read between the lines sometimes and guess what judges are thinking. But you know, the bottom line is is that all of this is going to be decided on the appellate level, and this this case should go directly to the Missouri Supreme Court. All right. So what we got is the what, but not the why. It's more or less, that's correct. Now, what Judge Green did say, and I'm looking at the opinion right now, he's 
find it real quick. Well, you're so looking at that. I'm going to fondle a firearm that Larry brought in. <laughs> Ron, this okay. is Cherie. I just wanted to give you a shout out. You have walked the halls of the Capitol for years and years on this SAPA bill. Uh, I want to thank uh, Representative Jared Taylor for sponsoring it. And uh, you've just been there the whole time and, and worked hard. And thank you very much. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Jared has been a rock through this thing. He has been he has been uh, uncompromising. He insisted on a bill that actually had teeth. And I think one of the takeaways from this whole lawsuit is is that of the SAPA light bills, I call them, that were passed by legislatures before we managed to get ours across the line this last session, uh, to my knowledge, this is the only one that's being challenged legally. This is the only one that's got the ATF and the DOJ concerned. And the reason is is because Jared Taylor uh, and Eric Burleson, Senator Burleson, they held their ground and they made sure that this actually accomplished something. It actually does something. And and it's and unlike what some of the critics said, it's not just a, a political statement. This bill really protects your right to bear arms. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in court like it is. Can so you tell us, is Missouri being an example by other states? Are they looking at our SAPA bill to, to follow? I happen to know that there are other states that are looking at ours Good. and uh, using it almost like a boilerplate. Good. Uh, and, and that's why it was so good that we got this this uh, opinion. I'm sure that other states are looking to see how it uh, gets treated in the courts. No, I think that's exactly right. In fact, it's they really already have used our language as a boilerplate. But the states that pa- actually passed something last session, they watered it down. You know, so they they gave in where Jared Taylor wouldn't give in, as an example. And part of the reason is is because they were, you know, rattling these sabers. The opposition would say things like it violates the supremacy clause or this the sky would fall or whatever. And you know that is you know this is the the first you know however small it is vindication of the legality and the constitutionality of this bill. And and yes, I think it's going to help other states do the same thing. And the, thing, and the reason that's important is the more states that, that pass a SEPA, a truly meaningful SEPA, the more secure we are. Because yes. as, as you have said, Gary, to your credit all along, and this is absolutely true and absolutely important to, to underscore, is that we can, as a state, tell state agencies how they can use their resources. But we can't dictate that to federal agencies. So if the ATF wants to come in on their own, and enforce a federal gun control law, SAPA doesn't stop them from doing that. Now, your sheriff might have some things he can do, but SAPA doesn't obligate your sheriff to do those things. Well, so the more states that do this, the, the, the more secure we are. We don't want uh, the feds to be able to concentrate all of their resources on one state. So maybe the Biden administration has to make a choice. Do we spend uh, multi-millions of dollars hiring more IRS agents or do we hire more ATF agents? Or do we split that in half? Who knows what they're going to do. Ron, thank you so much for uh, shepherding this through. Thank you for being available for us to explain everything that's been going on as it's happened. Uh, mofirst.org uh, 
Great way to find out what's going on in Jeff City. Keep people like Cherie Reich and all the others in line. <laughs> That's right. He does a good job. We, we talk on uh, quite often. He's the best kind Listen, of tattletale. That's not, that's- <laughs> I've got to say, that's not difficult to keep Sheree in line because yeah. she's already got her head screwed on so straight. <laughs> Thank you, Ron. All right. You guys can heap praise on me now. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Keep up the good okay, work, Gary. Um, um, let's see. Uh, calzone. 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 Ron, thank you. Thank you for coming on with such short notice. Appreciate it. Always happy to help. All right, buddy. Good Take day. care. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. On Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Ellis Bennis on board with us. Uh, it is uh, superbelt.com. Uh, Cherie Tolson-Rice on board, uh, Second Amendment supporter and member morning. of the, member of the uh, State House. Good morning. Uh, and then uh, Larry Wayland is with us from Modern Arms. At the Brawl Station location. Who has brought in two firearms that are really impressive. I, the trigger pull on that pistol, I just, it's... I did not expect it to be that. I'm, I'm, I'm really really happy with this product i mean that we've seen some that, that didn't have this nice a trigger yeah in, in the same yeah so I'm, I'm super super stoked about that value you know my my preference for the 1911 is almost solely based on trigger pull yeah uh because i hate a long stage this thing was really really nice, I, nice. we can't wait till the about a half an hour papers for, well we, you're <laughs> My wife's birthday is coming. Happy up. birthday, Gwen! You Almost. could give her a, gir- a nice gift. You could, yeah, I would. I would uh, bring it home to her. You don't have to worry about me. We'll uh, we'll have you I'll stop by and fill out some paperwork. We'll go, uh, go past the register. We'll, we'll make it all work. Gotta go. I gotta yeah. go past the we'll, register. We'll go past the register. No matter what, I mean, we'll go right to the register. <laughs> yeah, spend a little time there, and then then we can send it home. Yeah. Do I, do I get the Gary Nolan discount? Not right past it, but just right to yeah. the register. We'll just, we'll just leap to the register. Do I, do I get the Gary Nolan discount? Oh goodness, you don't want the Scott Van Kirk discount. <laughs> I can't afford that. But Gary, if you if you buy a firearm. Oh, you get to ring the bell. You get to ring That's the, the bell. best discount ever is <laughs> to ring a, the bell. I'll rig his bell. Eighty-five dollar <laughs> value we made up one day. <laughs> get to ring the bell. So, and then I get a. Uh, how are we doing for ammo? Ammo is um, still a challenge, but it's getting better. Um, you know, just over the past ninety days, the 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 firearms, uh, the hardware, the, the the guns themselves have really come back into inventory. Um, Across all of our distributors, there's so much more available now than there was 120 days ago. It's 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 a wonderful world to be in because we can resupply, we can buy more and put them back on the shelf, uh, which we hadn't been able to do for you know in, in excess of a year. Mm. Uh, so the the uh, the hardware is there. Uh, ammo is getting better. Uh, we do have nine millimeter available on the shelf today, which I haven't been able to say um, you know for a while. But um, it's it's we're 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 going to round the corner on ammo soonish. I don't know. Um, you know, the executive order out of the, the White House uh, just recently that uh, did a import ban on all Russian-made ammunition uh, is going to add another fold into that because, um, you know, a lot, of that, uh, a lot of that common caliber ammunition is imported from Russia. A lot of people don't know the percent. You want to take a stab at what percent of our ammunition is made in Russia? 30. I was going to say 30. 30? I would have guessed 20. 
40. No. Wow. Whoa. 40%. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Does that ban mean only we are not allowed to buy Russian ammo? Well, Is the federal government still allowed to buy Russian ammo? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> to use against us. Russia, so, Russia, Russia. Russia. So, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> cast dispersions on the administration, but it appears to you be... You don't? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy to. But it, it occurs to me uh, that what we're going to do is we're going to arm the hell out of these uh, radical Muslims in uh, Afghanistan, uh, but we're going to disarm Americans. If I, they're does, trying. Does that seem like yeah, the, that? That's, yeah. That seems like, I mean, that, that's what's happening. That's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, Biden told us we needed nukes and, and aircraft, right? Yeah. So he left some of that yeah. there <laughs> for them, but he wants to take it away from us. Yeah. yeah. That's you know if so if uh, you know a good used F fifteen let me know I'm I'm in the market <laughs> yeah we do need those That's I right. don't uh, I don't want to you know turn this into the weekday show but the truth <laughs> is they apparently have uh, more of our attack helicopters than Australia does yeah oh my God. they've yeah, got uh, and, and and they are in control really of Pakistan and you know what Pakistan has nuclear, nuclear weapons, weapons. Yeah. yeah yeah so. Who would you rather take over, mm -hmm. uh, the the constitutionalists or the radical Islamists? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't seem like a tough choice to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But so literally forty percent. Forty percent of of domestic ammo comes from Russia. Comes from wow. Russia. So. Uh, ammo amazing. will get back into balance at some <laughs> point, but uh, that that uh, that import ban is going to have uh, some lingering effects um, as to how quick uh, we're going to see. He's you know, well, and if, if we could look at one bright side, one good thing about that is through all of this, American manufacturers are stepping up, right? Like yeah, they're trying they're, to they're, they're trying to fill that demand. So it's just a I, slow it's a, it's a slow, slow response. Yeah. you just can't. Yeah, yeah. Gary, wow. we've talked at the state level. You know, we have some gun manufacturers here in Missouri, but mm -hmm. we need ammo, am, more ammunition uh, manufacturers. We need to be self-sufficient. We oh, shouldn't like be that. importing yeah. our ammo yeah. from yeah. Russia of all places. Right. But we just need to be self-sufficient here. As long as we can make it at a competitive price, mm -hmm. uh, the marketplace will provide. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, banning 40% uh, of our imports. Yeah, that's amazing is really going to do a lot to drive up the price. And I think that's uh, actually what the administration wants. Yep. If they wanted mm -hmm. to punish Russia, they would have said, you know that oil line that you're uh, <laughs> sending to Germany? No. no. Yeah. All right. Mm. Up against the clock, we're going to come back uh, and uh, talk about the, the <laughs> federal <laughs> government and all the things to do with guns. I'm Gary on Guns. Hot Talk 93.9. 35 minutes after the hour, and I want you all to know that none of us would have a career if the mics were on during the break. <laughs> I think Every they one of them up. <laughs> Every one of us would be unemployed and unemployable. <laughs> that, call, that includes Larry Whelan from Modern Army. At the Brown Station location. Cherie Tolson-Reich. Hey there. Uh, from the uh, state legislature, she is a uh, Second Amendment supporter. And then uh, I... Uh, <laughs> Bad nice. Belt boy. <laughs> we didn't even practice that. That was fantastic. Thank you, Brian. Oh, yeah. Best engineer go. in the business. Ellis, Ellis Belt boy. Yeah, belt boy. Uh, <laughs> I got some uh, I got some audio I could play that No, oh, no. Oh yeah. Oh, Again, I'm never talking like I'll always lean away from the microphone from now on if I'm saying something. Oh, because Gary is I got some recording. Gary yeah. Yeah. I learned this trick from Brian. I got to bribe Brian. <laughs> <laughs> 
but this is uh, 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 the super belt. And uh, I got, in fact, I'm wearing a super belt right now, and uh, I'm going to be changing clothes here in a while. I'll be uh, get, putting on a suit. I got a, 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 a super belt for my dress suit uh, because you make them in different styles. You're also making dog collars That's now. right, the super collar. Yeah. Uh, nobody's which, uh, grosser or harder on our thing than a, than a dog. I mean, yeah. we are pretty gross as humans, but, you know, yeah, but, dogs. Uh, you know, Scott Van Kirk. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Who, he needs one. Well, yeah, I've got his he, with the studding his around the, it yeah. for his collar. This has nothing to do with the dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not here to cast dispersion on Scott's personal choices. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said he was no, listening. He's call in. Yeah, I, I think we're all in trouble. Um, he's driving up north, I think, right now. So. Yeah, I think so. I don't think he can listen to us. Thank yeah, you. Well, we're safe for a week. <laughs> anyway, after that. I've cashed up on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after man. that, keep your eye out. You know, watch behind you. All right, so the super belt. Uh, I have for years uh, found that when I get a, a nice belt that is designed in fact, I can remember buying one that was literally, they said, if you're a concealed carry holder and you use this uh, waist holster, uh, this is the belt because it will last forever. Mm -hmm. It didn't. Nope. Uh, but these belts, I can't make a dent. You, usually, if you wear a belt long enough, the loop that you usually use develops uh, a great big, it starts to stretch and rip. Yep. Uh, these belts just don't. They're indestructible. They're made out of something. I don't even know what the hell they're made out of. So this is the oldest super belt. This is the first one I made, and you can barely tell. And I've been wearing this every day for seven years. I'm actually wearing a brown one for once. Jesus, my, that's a yeah. long belt. How I, fat are you? Oh, <laughs> snap. Jeez. I'm, I'm on the third around, to last hole. I could, you, <laughs> <laughs> I could wrap that around a Buick, for Christ's sake. <laughs> So yeah, that's the biggest thing. You're, you're not gonna you're not gonna see the wear. The holes aren't gonna tear out. And it's leather is great for a lot of stuff. It sucks for belts. Leather is skin. It's made to absorb moisture and stretch. That's great for skin. Terrible for the belt that you put around your waist. And there's no stitching. It's an American-made material, so you're not having to worry about 40% of it being imported from Russia. And, <laughs> and you don't have to worry about our manufacturer getting cut off. So we manufacture everything right here in the U.S. Uh, I've got a really cool, I only post this on social media, but I've got an awesome matte black buckle. I've only got 10 of these because they're American-made and everybody's so backed up. I was on a waiting list for two months, so those aren't even on the website. Check out my social media. We've got those posted because they're sick-looking buckles. But yeah, you're, you're never going to have to replace it. Lifetime warranty for guns. I carry a 1911. We've talked about that before with two spare mags. You know, that's like 40 pounds of hardware. <laughs> it it, it does not a, roll. It takes so, a strong belt yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can't do that with a Walmart belt. And we've said yeah. before, don't don't put a $1,000 gun and $1,000 of hardware on a $5 belt you buy from Walmart. That's not safe. All yeah. the practice time you put in, make sure you put a quality belt around your waist. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. And belt then, boy. And then... <laughs> And then there's that other part of it that, that really was what sold me on the belt. Oh, the, the yeah. So it is an antimicrobial material. You don't think about, again, that absorbed moisture aspect to leather and your dog collars. Um, all of the places where you wear your belt, all of the germs that you pick up from there, you just take them right home. You wash your shirt, you wash your pants, you wash, <clears throat> and then you just hang the belt right back up, right? And you never think about all of that stuff is absorbed right in. A little bit of splashback if it touches the ground in the bathroom. All that's coming home with you. So, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, when you look at it, so that way, gross. Whoa. I want a bleachable belt. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And here it is, bleachable belt. Yeah. You can soak this stuff in bleach. You cannot hurt it. I, I literally spray them down with bleach every time. Like, like you know, I make one. I spray it down with bleach. Wipe it down. Put it in the package. Send it to the customer. Nice. That way, it's totally clean of all of my Missouri germs. And you, 
You have a display for stuff like that? If- I am working on it. So the the handsome gentleman across from me, I should specify Larry. Oh, <laughs> not Gary. <laughs> it seemed very obvious to me. There goes the mic. Oh, no. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have lost. Uh, Bellboy had yeah, to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seemed really obvious to I me. I just who got you kicked out of the bat cave. Oh, that was great. So, yeah, I'm working with Larry. We will hopefully be able to have him in his store where you yeah. can come check him out. Come by and see a sample and place your order on the website. Hell, I'll just send him home with these two right here. There so, you go. <laughs> that way, y'all have something to show off. So. Uh, but, but, yeah, but they are, they are really, really remarkable. Thank you very much. Uh, and I. Is that his Elvis? Impre- oh, thank you very much. My mom wanted to name me Elvis. She was the. Be- we have been to Graceland. We've been to all the places. She wanted to is name she an me Elvis. Elvis. Fan, really? Oh my gosh! Yeah, she said if she had her way, my last name would have been Presley in a heartbeat. So yeah, she was a big. She, I had the, she you know, mean? What did she mean by that? I already disowned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had the TCB. Do you remember his taking yeah. care of business thing? That was her. She had him all over the place. Still does. So. Wow. Yep. Oh, my God. Boy, expecting Elvis instead, he got Bellboy. <laughs> <laughs> instead of the king, he got the prince. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, that's Lord. great. All right. Thanks, um, Brian. So <laughs> you brought in uh, three firearms. We're going to go over those in about 20 minutes, yep. and uh, we'll see what's... Uh, What's up with the other uh, firearms? And they're all re- really. I I wanted to see this uh, the second. Yeah, that Th- this one in both halves. I'll give you. I'll give you half. Why don't of it. You, do I make the other payment? I get the other half. <laughs> yeah, fifty percent. Fifty percent. That's right. Oh. Make a payment. You can get any of them. <laughs> <laughs> so what caliber is that, Larry? That's a that's in nine millimeter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you that's, got that's no gonna, idea what's coming up stuff. at the top of the hour, yeah. but this stuff is really, really neat. Uh, and we will. We'll, we'll chat about that in a few minutes. Uh, CNN, uh, something has to be done. Mm. After decades of near silence from the CDC, the agency's director is speaking up against gun violence. Mm. So really, um, the issue is violence. Is that what I heard there? No, the focus is on the violence. No, 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 no. The it's, criminal it's, acts that we're going to prosecute people for. You know, you're a purveyor of these violent. Uh, I know uh, uh, these violent. Uh, uh, um, there's things. a number of them right here in the room, and yes. we're all really doing well. I, uh, <laughs> I have not been shot yet by one of these guns laying yeah, on the ground. Scared. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. About what one of these things might do. Yeah. Um, so CDC's come out on violence. Mm. The last sitting CDC director to make a strong public statement about gun violence was Dr. David Satcher, who served in the position from 1993 to 1998. The National Rifle Association, a lobbying force in Washington, and fearing congressional budget cuts under NRA pressure. He dropped it. You know, they make it sound as though the NRA is the great evil. The NRA yeah. is the American public standing up for its rights. Amen. It's That's exactly what it is. Yes. The NRA isn't Wayne LaPierre. No. no. It's all of us. Uh, I assume all of us in this room probably, uh, and millions more, who pay their dues because the nra does the repre- represents them yes it is us yep and and let's be honest it shouldn't have to exist 
Oh, the exactly. NRA should not have to exist. Yeah, yeah. This should be. It, I, what, what? How much clearer did they need to be when they said <laughs> inalienable rights? Like it shall, not, shall be not be infringed. Yeah. Like this, that should have been the end of it. The I'm, NRA shouldn't need to exist. I'm but, sorry. What did you mean by that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it's really delicious anyway. Could you tell me what is is? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he could do the weekday show. Right? <laughs> he is really Ooh. close. Sorry to doing the weekday. I'm one show. monster deep already. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Hang on, because we're going to talk more about guns on Gary on Guns on Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle. Oh, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Ellis playing around with somebody's firearm here. Man, that is nice. I'm telling you people, you got to be listening after the news at the top of the hour, because I'm telling you, Larry Wayland, he has gone above and beyond with wow. what he brought in today. Brought in some cool stuff. Yeah, usually it's just Larry, and that's not so cool. But <laughs> boy, this time. Oh, this time. Uh, Sheree Tolson Rice on board with us this morning, State Representative, Second Amendment supporter. Glad Heidi. to be here, Gary. You betcha you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really am. I'm not just saying it's that. Like I'm like, you, you are. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what's in the coffee here today, but it, <laughs> it ain't right. Uh, and then uh, from uh, Larry Whalen from Modern Art. At the Rose Station, Station location. location in a, oh, boy. Stereo. That's yeah. good, man. That's good All right. That. Um, Shuri, is there any legislation? Have you heard anything um, from anybody, good or bad, about legislation uh, coming up on the Second Amendment uh, in, in Missouri? Or is everything pretty much asleep now? Everything is done. So we don't go back into session till January, and we can't even pre-file bills till December. So currently I have not heard of anything. That doesn't mean there's not going to be anything. Jared Taylor has been always taking the lead on the Second Amendment bills. And this SAPA bill, you know, was years in the making. And we felt it got held hostage until some other legislation could get passed. Um, and so we were pretty upset about that, but it did get across the finish line. The governor signed it into law. So um, I'm going to keep my ears to the ground. And I'll let you know as soon as I hear anything coming down the pipe. Sometimes you guys talk. I'm sure you guys uh, talk because I know that uh, you, I, you and I are friends with several uh, other state legislators. Uh, anybody saying, you know, when it's time to pre-file, I'm going to introduce something that's, you know, pro-fire. Yeah. We, we you don't have to give me names. No, no, I won't. <laughs> so, yeah, we get together, and, and part of my um, thing is uh, when I came in as a freshman, I had an idea of a bill, and so did two others. And so we filed three almost identical bills, and then I realized, hey, we need better communication. <laughs> Let's not duplicate these good ideas and good, good legislation. So, we try to talk amongst ourselves and as a group so to try to avoid that and is there anything in the works that we should know about? <laughs> you know you you get together and talk to chuck basie and you go hey you know we could uh, maybe fix this or yeah we uh, chuck basie and representative sarah walsh and i we work great as a team all big second amendment supporters and you know there, there's a lot going on uh now my forte is election reforms um i'm i'm on the elections committee but i also sit on representative chuck basie chairs the education committee and all right. so yeah all right now i want to beg you guys to uh, give me a minute here because i am going to stray um let's talk a little bit about education in the state of missouri and i know it's not what we're here for but this uh this 1619 project and all of that is making me crazy 
Me too. And the CRT and, and everything yeah, else. Critical um, race theory. Mm-hmm. So the governor has said he's not going to call let call us in for a special session. And we don't have enough. You have to have 75% to vote ourselves in. But I think this is one of the critical issues. It's in schools in Missouri now. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting worse. Um, uh, you know, the... <sighs> It's so bad to to pit one race against another or make you feel bad because of the color of your skin or that you're racist. And so uh, I know some bills will be filed on that to ban it. My um, uh, weekday show, we we cover um, a lot of this ground. Uh, and what I'm seeing is just terrifying me in these schools. Homeschool. Yes, sir. You know, I've been preaching that. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. More Are you really? More. I am I am blessed of God so much so. My wife and I, we always decided she was going to be a stay-at-home mom. That's what we worked for. We always pretended anytime she did work, we, we didn't make any of that money. And I am so, so blessed that she's willing to stay home. We've got three school age right now, and we have a one-year-old that she still corrals while homeschooling those three. So well, you know, I'm inter- very blessed. See, I think people have this vision. And <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, please forgive me. I know we should be doing guns, and we will. <laughs> but... One of the things that that uh, I think is a misconception on the part of uh, parents whose children are in public schools is that if they homeschool, they will have to sit them down like they're at a desk in a classroom. Right. But that's not really what happens. Not I mean, even close. You know, you go to the store, and it becomes an education experience. Exactly right. Or we go milk goats, and we take care of chickens, yeah. and we go to parks. I mean, yes. there's a mathematical equation here. Yep. How much milk are we getting? Yep. What will happen if we take away... Uh, and then here's how you make change. Yep. You're constantly, and here's how we got here. One time in American history, this happened, and now we can we enjoy that. Or yep. It's a constant learning experience, and yep. I think that's the way children really learn best. Well, it's how they did learn for our entire history of the world. People yes. keep forgetting that the last hundred years of this, our the human existence, is completely foreign to all ancestors we've ever had. Yeah. This concept of shoving kids all by the age, all in one schoolroom, did not exist 200 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, there's a bonding experience, I think, that happens. 100%. Uh, and well, that's another one of the things they want to break up is the, the nuclear family. Yeah. You know, that that's that's part of that a left-wing agenda is to disband the nuclear family. Yep. But it's, it's the foundation on which our, our country was built. Yep. I think parents are missing the boat. Uh, Ron Paul and and I the, the reason I go to Ron Paul is uh, he is one of the reasons I became a libertarian. Uh, and he has a homeschooling project. It's not an expensive venture. You talk about private schools, you're looking at thousands of dollars. Oh, it's yeah. nothing like we that, did that at all. Too. Yep. Um, you end up the resources are available and they're affordable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Affordable yeah. or free. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get much more affordable than that. YouTube. Hillsdale <laughs> College has some... Uh uh, Which college? I, I laughed over oh, I'm you. Sorry, Hillsdale, Hillsdale yeah. has, has okay. a free, I believe, Constitution um, class oh, online wow. yes. that you can that anybody access. can take. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so there are all kinds of opportunities out there. Get your kids out of public school. Yeah, because they're gonna, very near and dear to my heart. Very they're they're going to teach your kids, in spite of the fact that we have hundreds of years of biology classes and bio, <laughs> that we understand gender. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there are two, male and female. They're going to start injecting them with. There's a hundred different. It's the science. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, they don't look at science there. That's right. No. Only if. No, we ignore that one. Yeah. Only if they're promoting that. They're promoting yeah. gun control. 
Uh, they're anti-religion mm-hmm. and uh, and they're promoting global warming. Brian, what was that stunning article you pointed to this yeah. morning? I can't believe this. It just listen, still just blew me out of the chair. All right, listen to this. This is so absurd, so incredibly absurd. Go ahead, tell them what they found, Brian. Well, the headline. Uh, this is just. I stu- don't. It, it okay, can't listen. possibly be. Study finds sun may be leading cause of global warming. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean that giant thermonuclear continual explosion that's going on there gives off heat? I couldn't believe it either. (laughs) Weird. Something must be done. Probably not at a consistent rate. It's probably my SUV causing that. That's why it's warming on Mars. All right, we're going to talk guns. We're getting back to it with modern arms. At the Brown Station location. I'm Gary Ann Gunn.